I didn't think that I would be saying these words this soon. The season is over. Phoenix Suns on national television on a Sunday afternoon get butt-fucked by the Dallas Mavericks losing Game 7, losing the series, and ending what was one of the most promising opportunities to win an NBA championship. Yes, the Phoenix Suns are undefeated, Matthew. They're undefeated at breaking my heart. No effort, no opportunity. This was one of the worst games I've ever witnessed, and I'm at a loss for what to what, what to think of this franchise at this point. They were garbage, straight garbage in this series, and blow it up! Blow it up. Everybody but who gives a shit, right? There's usually the one person you want to stay, but tonight I don't care. I don't want any um, of them. A well ref game tonight only took two hours. So yeah, that was a good quick one. <laughs> it was super quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, even after game five, I mean the game six loss, like everyone's just like they can never put their finger on what it is. You know, of course the injury probably to Chris Paul, whatever that is, mm-hmm. but no one can ever understand how the Suns are losing these games. And it's just like tonight, it's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they trailed at one point in a game seven by a total of 46 points and to your point Matthew the games I I really thought that game six was telling because of the laugh lack of engagement by one team and the desperation by the other and you saw that right off the bat tonight the Phoenix Suns yeah they played horribly in the first half but a big part of that is because the Dallas Mavericks did that to them their level of intensity on defense is something that the Suns had in like game five for one quarter in this series where they were just locked in. They were like, you are not getting past us. We are switching. We are communicating. We are playing physical. We're playing with speed. They did it for one quarter in the series. The Dallas Mavericks did it throughout the entire series. And I just, again, I'm at a loss for how to truly understand what happened to this team. And you know, going into game seven, that one of the challenges is if the opposition has the best player in the on the uh, on their team on their roster. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you look at the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks earlier today, they have the better player in Giannis. But because the the Boston Celtics played as a team, they won. The Suns, in no way, shape, or form, played as a team. No, they played as uh, fourth graders, fifth graders out there. You know, running into each other a lot. Um, I think that. Uh, one thing you have to say though, after this one is just uh, like everyone else is like Chris Paul's retiring. Monty's going to be fired. <laughs> like the whole team's going to blow up. So oh, we'll yeah. see where it goes. I mean, who knows, man, there's a lot of blame to go around, but all in all, it's just the effort out there by everybody was terrible. And when the effort was there, it looked like they never knew how to play basketball in their lives. They look exactly like if I were to go out there and try to win a game seven, that's five of me out there at all times. <laughs> that's what it was. I'm not five even Matthews. kidding. The, the balls that are thrown away, Jay Crowder just jacking up threes to start the game, trying to draw fouls on threes by jumping into people. Like it was just ugly and bullshit to start the game. And they had a chance. Like the Mavericks, seriously, they they didn't start out hot. And the Suns just were just like, it's you guys can take the game. Just hurry up. And as soon as it was like an 11 point lead in the first, I'm like, this is over. I seriously put the game on mute. I'm like, this is the way the whole series went. Even last series, when the Suns mm-hmm. get down by 10. 
it's over. over. Yeah. They just they cannot redeem themselves. They can never get back that energy that they had during the regular season, which was just a big waste of fucking time. Yeah, seriously, it's what it feels like. I mean, you win 64 games and you hit the playoffs and in the playoffs, you end up going, what, seven and seven, seven and six and getting bounced out. You know, the historical one of two teams in the history of the NBA to win 64 games and not make a conference finals. You know, they're a team that dominated the NBA by eight games or more. The closest team to them was Memphis and they will make a conference finals. It's just it's embarrassing. Uh, George E in the chat, one of our elite jamsters. Thank you for, I think that's pounds, 90 pounds. Uh, we truly appreciate that. He says, we are the 15, 16 warriors. Oh boy, that was embarrassing, but oh, well, let's move on. We have only one more shot at this. Paul is done after next year. Uh, again, mm-hmm. thank you for donating to the podcast. Uh, and as Fabio says in the, in the comments as well, he just, you know, he, he dropped $5 in there and he just said, uh, I know we're probably all feeling sad or pissed right now, but thank you for the season. It's been so fun to hang out with everyone after game after every game. Yeah, it really has you. been. It's been fun to hang out with everybody. It just it's so disappointing that this is how it ends. That it's unreal. And, and Chris Paul, <laughs> I don't know if he's done after next year, Matthew. I think he's done after this year. <laughs> I, you know what? If you were to tell me another year, Chris Paul, you know, if we're gonna wait a whole season where we're trying to get as many wins as we can and as many minutes out of him throughout the season and deal with injuries again in the playoffs, I'm not for it. No, and it's not like I don't want the dude back on the team. I do. It's just the way we put these th- guys through the mill, def- definitely through the whole season, and then to have them come into the playoffs just all fucking hurt and him just and Booker. Shit, and no excuse. Bad. Yeah, Doncic deserves it. Hell of a game by him. He got the game he wanted, right? Tonight, remember where we're talking about last pause? Like, he wasn't hitting those shots to start yeah. the games. Then he did tonight, and that's all they needed. They just needed him to get hot, and the sun just to look like complete shit. 100%. So, obviously, plenty to talk about as we put a fork in this season here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. His name is Matthew. My name is John. You are a jamster if you're watching along, and we truly appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast at another time, hit that subscribe button. If you happen to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Hell, we didn't lose by 33 tonight. We're showing up here after having our hearts ripped out of our chest yeah. in the first 10 minutes of a, a fucking basketball too. game. Yeah, I even this is literally this is what I did at <laughs> halftime. If for those of you who are watching the pod, this is what I did at, during this third quarter because the game was over. Is I mm. literally just went and I designed this jersey that says "Frauds 2022." <laughs> Looks like it might be harsh, jersey. but it's 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 a fact. It's, it's, it's a, a fact. fact. You know, last last pod we came on after the finals, we're like, you know what? Good season. Um, but this one's just like, well, that's the difference between this season and last season. Is last season uh, we were on borrowed time. You know, we weren't expecting to be there. This season, we yeah. were 64 and 18 entering the playoffs. Nobody wanted a piece of us. I can't tell you how many f- other franchises, the Golden State Warriors, the Celtics, and the Miami Heat are happy that the Phoenix Suns lost because they were the biggest threat to this team. Because on paper, we're an amazing team. But we weren't in this series. We definitely weren't in this no. game. So, uh, Matthew, I know that you're probably chugging down a big old... What do, what, what, do you, what do you got tonight? I did have a CBD drink to chill out a little bit. And then I also got this one more pop it open. You know what? And I'm going to just do a diet, Dr. Pepper. Because if I start drinking right. right now, I won't stop. So, okay. cheers, well, Suns fans. Drink them if you got them. Let's talk about the end of this fucking season.
It was an historical ass-kicking of the Phoenix Suns by the Dallas Mavericks in Game 7. And it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, is this the most disappointing season for the Phoenix Suns in their history? Yeah, I mean, everyone was uh, picking the Suns, right? To go to the finals at least, not to win it because the East looks so good, but the Suns were automatically the winners to go to the finals. Yep. And it had a lot to do with injuries with the Warriors, had a lot to do with the matchups with Luka Doncic and the rest of the Mavericks team, which didn't look like they had a chance against the Suns roster. Um, it's very disappointing. I mean, you can see just from the, the last four games from Chris Paul after game two or last five games, including this one, after game two, it's crazy to go from that performance to what we see seen the last five games and just not be disappointed because it's just basically like, hey, you know, this guy's here. He's going to win this, this series, basically. Him a book. We got them, and all of a sudden it's gone, just completely gone. Like one of them got sniped. They're just mm -hmm. completely out of the series. And uh, it is the most – because this is the highest expectations we have for this team in a long time to win it all. It's either win it all or it's a bust. And that was the scary thing entering this postseason was, again, last season, entering the postseason, even though we were the number two seed in the Western Conference, there wasn't a lot of expectations for this team. But after choking in the finals like we did last year, coming back out, going 64-18, and 18, there was nothing but expectations entering this postseason. And the Pelican series was troublesome, right? There was uh, the the way that we were being pushed around, the way that we were being we allowed the opposition to play physical was troublesome to view. You come into the series, and yes, they come out on fire two straight games, but once again, the sheer fact that they had the best player in the series, uh, coupled with the fact that Jason Kidd thoroughly outcoached Monty Williams in this series. And that's one thing we don't talk a lot about on this podcast is the coach and Monty Williams, because I think we have a lot of respect yeah. for how he handles this team, how, the, the, what he does. But everything that you want on the other side of hard, the other side of hard is the is the offseason now for the Phoenix Suns. And he needs to take a step back and take a look at his performance in the past two postseasons and say, hey, I've been a great regular season coach, but I have not been a good postseason coach. Holy shit, that could be a good article I could write for Bright Side of the Sun. Yeah, you always think of them, right? Um, right in the middle of the names. podcast. Yeah, there's two names definitely that um, we just we always talk about and that we always wanted to actually play in this series was a lot of Holiday and a lot of maybe Ish Wainwright just because of the fear the fact that they can come in and give the energy that they they can bring and this is the one thing the Suns just didn't have. I mean, when you're when you're out there and your leader and Chris Paul is basically playing through an injury, he's going to play no matter what. We're going to go down with his big fat sinking hips. Whether we like it or not, we're going to be with him through this whole thing. So instead of actually just playing Cameron Payne, even though he's been suffering, like he's been suffering to watch, but it's not as bad as what we've seen from Chris Paul lately. This instead of playing Cameron Payne, and I'm not saying these guys are going to win us a game, but it's going to make it more competitive where the offense looks looks and makes more sense. If your leader out on the floor is just standing in the corner or telling you to bring the ball up, he'll be down there when it is about two seconds left on the shot clock then you're going to have a lot of issues going around. And like I was saying, everyone's doing too much. They're passing the ball too much. They they had open shots that were passing up all the time. A lot of the passes were terrible passes at the feet of everybody. Just again, again, it's the same exact shit for every loss this series. And when that's happening and you're watching your leader just kind of be like, you know what, I just have to be out here because of my name, because yeah. I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? Because I am Chris Paul. I'm not going to sit and just sacrifice You know the minutes that – Cameron Payne could bring a little bit more of juice to this offense. 
that just kind of cost the Suns just emotionally. I feel like out there, it just it killed them. You can just see their faces in the first and second quarter sitting well, on the again, bench. Again, it's like it's you know, over. That's your leader, and your leader is melancholy, not engaged. You know, not executing and and just spent. You know, and uh, again, shout out to George E, who gave us. I think I think that's pounds. I don't know what that sign is. Yeah, it is. One hundred twenty-three uh, in the super chat. Thank you. We really appreciate Heroes. that. Uh, you're the real MVP, man. You're the jam star shit. Um, he said, Paul should have an injury in quotations until the all-star break. Uh, you guys made the season amazing. Keep up the great work. Go Suns 2023. Second seed is good enough. I agree with that. You could be the fourth seed apparently and beat the number one seed. So it doesn't really matter when it comes to that. It doesn't matter. But but you're right, Matthew. (laughs) See, that's where you could have dropped, done the drop. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the way that Chris Paul looked in this game, the way that he looked in this series, the way that he looked in this playoff run was tired, beleaguered, old, and not you're, – you're not going to win with, with a point guard like that. You're just not going to. Not in the modern NBA. One of the things that everybody loves about Chris Paul, and it's trust me, there's very few people who love Chris Paul. A lot of people <laughs> are celebrating right now. A lot of people are celebrating. Yeah, right yeah. You know, but it's it's his approach to the game as an old-school point guard. He's somebody who truly likes to feel out the game, to set up his teammates, he's a rarity these days. You look at the modern point guard, you see the Luka Doncic's, the Trey Youngs, the Drew Holidays, who are defensively minded, the Marcus Smarts, who are defensively minded. You know, Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, they're more of a Chris Paul type, but they're also 15 years younger than the dude. You know, he spent, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this upcoming offseason. I'm going to be really interested to see if the yeah. Phoenix Suns, you know, obviously they owe him a ton of money. I don't know if you can trade him, but I mean, that's a conversation we're going to have at nauseum this offseason is what to do with Chris Paul, because this is two consecutive postseason runs where he just wore down to a to to nothing. And we lost because of it both times. That's a fact. Yeah, that is that's a, a fact. Yeah, that's absolute fact. How many times do we have to do this? Like, we love the fact that he goes in all-star break and all-star game. And he's injured. And he plays a couple of minutes. Oh, that's funny. That's that's Chris Paul, you know, the competitiveness. But when it comes to the actual postseason where, you know, we're at fault, too. During the regular season, it was amazing. Great season. But you can just see how the rest of the league, the rest of the stars, they just don't give a shit. And this is why they don't give a shit. It's because they go into the playoffs like Luka. He comes in out of shape. You know, uh, he I'm not saying Luca just won the series himself, but he comes in out of shape by the time it's all star break. He works himself into it. Then the Mavericks become like the best second half team. I'm not saying that's what you're supposed to do, but I'm just saying how, you know, we can't come out here and say what a great season. You know, God bless everybody and all this stuff. But it wasn't about the regular season. That's why these awards when we talked about them. In the end, the defensive player of the year, it's like, yeah, but we want the championship. None of it mattered. Booker did finish fourth in MVP, but it just doesn't matter, dude. It I mean, doesn't he, matter. He what matters is what you do finals. in a game seven, right? I mean, yeah. no, that's no, what matters. Totally right. uh, yeah. C-Jack, $5 in the, super, in the uh, super chat as well. We appreciate that. He says, you need to look Thank at Aiden. You. Need a change in many areas. Booker needs another ball handler. Just a piss poor performance. Finished with four timeouts left. Which brings me to another question for Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. That point, Matthew, I think that it's official, right? The Suns should have drafted Luka Doncic because everything CJ is saying right there. <laughs> yeah. Book needs just needs another ball handler, just a piss poor performance. You know, we need to look at Aiton. There it is. 
I think the debate's over. It I is. think the debate's over. Ryan McDonough got his last jab in tonight where Luka Doncic defeated, destroyed the Phoenix Suns in a game seven. He had a total of 35 points. He had 10 total rebounds. Only had four assists because he shot 12 of 19 from the field and six from 11 from beyond the arc. Anybody who was in the camp of DeAndre Ayton, and and we have been on on in Ayton's camp, right? I think we're pro Ayton people. Would you say yes to that? The most frustrating player in the history of the uh, the Phoenix Suns, but yeah, we we support him. But I wanted him traded last year. But I'm not even going to go into that. But yeah, <laughs> for the most part this season, we were. I was, but. But we've know. had to be as Suns fans. <laughs> I can't be. We've had to be. But I know that going back to draft day 2018, you and I were both fans of Luka Doncic. We thought having another ball handler next to uh, Devin Booker would be beneficial for this team. Somebody who yeah. had experience. Obviously, we didn't know if he would do what he is doing now. Uh, and he's still unbelievably painful to watch. But at the same time, you know, I think that debate's over. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, you look at his performance tonight, ended with a total of five points. Two nice. of five from the field. Let's go. One of four from the free throw line. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I put that piece out on Bright Side. I said, dear DeAndre Ayton, you know, be aggressive. Demand the ball. He's missing fucking layups. He's missing free throws. I mean, it's it's going to be painful as we look at this box score and we go through and talk about the different players. You know, again, Chris Paul, we didn't even mention his four freight from the field and 10 points, but his uh, savage negative 39 while he was on the court because they just picked his shitty defense apart. But DeAndre Ayton was was a I mean we were a team full of pigeons tonight. Yeah, um, DeAndre he had to stand up in this game. The only time he really did was when uh, Ish Wainwright came in and hit a three. He was standing up clapping for him when it didn't matter. And it, you know this is all just basketball hate. You know support your teammates, all that. It's good, but you know in games like this where we say DeAndre Ayton should just you know he's he goes through the flow of the offense. It comes to him. These are the type of games you just have to take over and be a bitch, right? You have to go down there and do what you got to do to get those offensive boards of force, force the issue down there. I mean, the Mavericks, I think had more, I'm not even going to look at the box score. I feel like they had more shot blocks than the Suns did. And the Suns should have more because Deandre and, and his defense down there on the block. I mean, this shouldn't even be a, uh, an issue, but Deandre Ayton for me tonight, it just shows you when he does have a lot of pressure put on him and stuff in this kind of situation, he looked like the rest of the Suns out there where they just didn't know what to do with the ball. And he was really quick to even yeah. go about his movements to do whatever he wanted to do out there. And if you want to talk about the draft, of course, yeah, Luca was obviously the best player. I thought before this series, I said, Aiden can prove that he was the number one pick, can be exactly. the best player but if he, he wants to, right? But he didn't. So it's it's over. Luca, he came through. He, now he's going to the third round, the Western Conference Finals. And I'm Aiden, of course, went to the finals last year. But when you go head to head with that dude and you have the better team, you have to come out and just take victory. You have to be the leader out there defensively and, and down there in the post. No, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think that was a very valid observation that, you know, this was a good chance for Deandre Ayton to show the world. Hey, I, I, I know a lot of people are pro Luca. I mean, obviously ESPN runs promos on him, not nonstop, you know, but entering this game, uh, he was only averaging 17.5 points. He was only averaging a total of 8.8 .8 rebounds. You know, I mean, he just was looking very, very normal, very uninspired. And, you know, for yeah. all of us who said those those magic words when it came to DeAndre Ayton throughout this entire season. Pay him. Pay that man his money. 
he didn't earn shit in this series or in this playoff run because he didn't earn it during the regular season. And we were saying, hey, as long as we get playoff eight, and that's where he that, that's where his value is, is in the postseason. So that's what necessitates him yeah. earning a max contract. And it's gonna it's it's got to be tough for all the Aiton stands out there, all the people on Twitter who just like they die, live and die by making arguments as how amazing DeAndre Ayton is. It's like you can't look at this postseason and say this guy was impactful in a way that allowed this team to be successful because this is the kind of series he should have cooked in. When you have Dwight Powell as your number five and Maxi Kleber as his backup, DeAndre Ayton should have went for like twenty five and fifteen in this series. He should have been the X factor because you could own them on the interior, but he wasn't. Yeah, it's always it's always it was he should do this, he should be this, he should do that, and that's one thing we always expect so much more from him because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course we we don't love Hayden on Aiden. We don't. No, we don't. But he's don't. he's really fucking frustrating, and it's really frustrating because we know how good he is and how he can be, but he sees the game in a different way where it's not meaningful to him, like a Devin Booker, or Chris Paul. Yes, he doesn't and have no that competitive. Gene. He doesn't, and it's fine. That's just who he it's is. Exactly. Just like James Jones said two years ago, like on a phone call with Bickley Marauder, like, can we just accept Aiden for who he is? And this is who he is. No more forcing him to have that twenty-five and eighteen game like he should have because he's just. He's not going to do that. He's not going to be that guy. He can be, and he might be in a couple of years, but right now he's just not. And to ask him to do much more than what the Suns can give him because he's not going to go out there and take it, it's just asking for too much from him right mm-hmm. now. And the Max thing, we've said, I've said probably half the time during on this podcast, said he deserves it. The other half, nope. But then he's probably not just because of the, this postseason run. And that sucks, but I bet you another team might give him the money. Who knows what they do in this offseason? It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time this offseason navigating some of those conversations and seeing uh, kind of, you know, what what's going to happen. You know, Joe Anderson, thank you for the $13 in the Super Chat and for being an elite jamster as well. If you want to be an elite jamster, just press the join button and you have to be on like the desktop to do it, I think. You can't yeah. do it on the app. But Joe says, I expect significant changes this summer. Pretty sure Holidays 3 kept us off the list of being the worst Game 7 loss in NBA history. Uh, which is probably true. Uh, looking at like basketballhistory.com, um, there's a bunch of stuff on there, so I'm not going to read it all. But, you know, we only lost by 33, but again, we were down by 46 in this game. Uh, he says, thanks for a great season, guy. Looking forward to the offseason articles and pods. And for those of you who wonder, like, yes, we are the, the best post-game podcast on Planet Orange, uh, but I will also say that we continue our podcast through the offseason Obviously, we'll probably go down to once a week versus, you know, doing it all the time uh, just because there's not going to be a lot to talk about, especially, you know, the draft's upcoming. Matthew, have you done any draft research? <laughs> I don't think we have our pick. Does Dude, it go to, we're gonna does have it go to, to. Oklahoma City? We're going to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend in OKC, OKC, OKC fans, like, text me about his dilemma in the draft. I'm like, shut the f- Get out of here. He's probably watching right now. But hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> Austin Dessenberg, 20 bucks in the chat. He says, appreciate everything this season, boy. Somehow the Suns were able to be more disappointed than the cards. See you next season. That's yep. so funny because I was texting in our group chat with uh, the Fanning the Flames guys. And that's I referenced how, I mean, that's what the Cardinals were this year. And, and Dan Duarte made a good point. He's like, there wasn't a lot of expectations for the Cardinals. Uh, but there was obviously for the Suns. And this is exactly what this game felt like. That big game, the wild card game for the Arizona Cardinals. We, we made the playoffs. Like, let's go. And they just shit the bed right off the bat. 
the Phoenix <laughs> it was Suns over. did the same yeah. exact thing. You looked at at yeah. the end of the first quarter, it's 27 to 17. We're down 10 points, and we shot 26.1% from the field. We were six of 23, couldn't get any stops. And then by halftime, you know, the Phoenix Suns are down by 30 fucking points. You know, they're outscored 30. You, you, you go through the first quarter and you're like, okay, we're down 10. We only scored 17 points. That sucked. We scored 10 fucking points in the second quarter. This is literally what I said in my living room. My, my, my family's not here right now. Thank God. And, you know, DA misses a bunny. Then they miss, he misses another one. And this is literally what I say. Make a fucking shot! God damn it! <laughs> Scared the shit out of the dog. You know, but like that's what I'm doing in my living room. It's like, just make a fucking shot. Is that when he tweeted Jesus out? Christ. Is that when he tweeted out, hey, we're not doing a, uh, yes, a Twitter that's space? That's exactly when I said, no, we are not doing any Twitter space at halftime because I was losing my fucking that's, mind. That's what I think I threw my hat. I think I threw my hat when yeah. he had a wide open dunk and he turned around and missed a bunny. I, I, <sighs> I, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I just, I lost my shit because, you know, it's just so goddamn disappointing, <laughs> you know? It's so frustrating to see a team yeah. that you love and and you've seen perform at a certain level all season play the way that they do. You know, cousin Will nine ninety nine in the super chat again. Thank you. Uh, worst basketball game I've ever seen. Just gross. Congrats yep. to Mavs and their fans. They should. You know, again, I've got. It's not like you can sit here and say Luca did this and fuck that, and we got boned by the refs. So fuck that. This was one hundred percent on the Phoenix Suns. One hundred percent. Yep. And thank you to Luis. One hundred there, a hundred bucks in the super chat. Thank you, Luis. Wow, I, wow, I can't thank the Thanks love lot, that you man. guys are giving me is actually <laughs> lifting my spirits right now because this is shitty, you know. But knowing that the Jamsters care uh, as much as we do about the season, and you're willing to donate to the show, it's 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 really special. Oh, that's amazing. That's it, it, ooh, I think that's the most we've ever gotten, right? 100? I think so. I think so. That's thank that's the real much. MVP there. Uh, I, I looked up the definition of fraud during halftime. Uh, fraud is a wrongful or criminal deception intended to result in financial or personal gain. The Phoenix Suns are frauds, aren't they? This yeah, team, but we had some uh, financial gain here, though. Well, maybe we're frauds. <laughs> we're frauds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just what what this team did, how they performed in this game and in this series. It was just it, it, it's appalling. No pun intended, you know, huh? You know, I mean, th th there's parts of this game where you have Jay Crowder looking like he's Dak Prescott out there just throwing interceptions across court. You got Landry oh Shamit waving yeah. off Chris Paul and then turns it over four seconds later to Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, and again, you know, when, when the Suns suck ass, they know how to do it in historical fashion on the biggest stage possible. Everybody in the NBA is watching today. Every the most casual fans. I've got cousins. I've got friends. Nobody watch. I mean, Matthew, you know, because you're in our fantasy baseball chat, right? Those oh, are yeah, a bunch of guys over there. Yeah, I know. You're. Did, did you? Oh, I beat you today by three points. Fuck. <laughs> it's Another over. Think, unless there's adjustments over the night. <laughs> oh well, there's gonna be a lot of it. Well, <laughs> shit. Sorry, so you, Matthew beat me in fantasy baseball today. Um, <sighs> but. To that point, like even our fantasy baseball chat where no one cares about basketball, they're talking about the Suns. All the eyes are upon the Suns, and they just completely and utterly shit the bed. You know, um, what this whole thing reminds me of is when uh, LeBron James, I think I, I texted you guys this, LeBron and Wade, remember when they made fun of Nowinski being uh, sick? 
Yes. And then Nowinski came back and won the series. Remember yes, in the just finals. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, whatever the shit talking is, that's fine. Yeah. But how they're just giving Luca crap and like just saying he's nothing. And, and then he comes back and wins the series. It just feels the same exact kind of way. You know what I mean? It, a, a little bit. I know they're not LeBron and Wade, but they were bef- definitely the best duo in this series, the way that Chris Paul played in game two. And they kind of just thought it was over. They thought the series was over game two. The shit talking started there. And, you know, here we are, man. We just could not back it up. And it sucks to watch that. That's one of the worst parts is watching that, I think. It just mm-hmm. ruins me. Go ahead. Well, well, and again, what it does, I mean, I mean, be, get prepared. One question, Matthew. Is there a reason why your background's gone? Um, My hat. Okay. I was picking it up and it was just really frustrating me. Okay, so, cool. All right, no, no worries. I was it. just wondering. I was just making sure, like, you know, didn't, I didn't know if you didn't notice it. Um, oh, no. What we need to prepare for as Phoenix Suns fans, especially any of you who are on Twitter, like, for those of you who tune in and watch or listen and you're not on Twitter, like, good for you. Uh, because the Suns and Suns fans are going to be eviscerated for quite some time on Twitter. Nobody's nobody's a fan of the Phoenix Suns franchise. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I can't tell you. Uh, I, I went into the Mavs subreddit where, and I know, Matthew, you're going to do a subreddit stakeout here momentarily. Yeah. But I looked at it at the very beginning, and there were so many fans of other franchises coming in and just you know rooting for the Mavericks. Now, obviously, a big part of that is, again, they know that that's a team that they want to play because they feel like they can take advantage of that team because they have better teams, right? I mean, so when you have... Warriors fans showing up, but you have a bunch of franchises who are just showing up like, hey, you know, this is so-and-so from the Utah fan, you know, fan, Utah Jazz fan here. Uh, go and beat those Suns. Like, everybody hates Suns fans, and they hate the uh, the franchise of the Phoenix Suns, and I don't know why. I can get it, like, a lot of Suns fans acted like new money this season. We finally were good for the first time in the history of the Twitter era, so a lot of people were out there talking shit. Uh, but who... Like, if, if you are any other team in the NBA, tell me this, Matthew. Who looks at the Suns and, say, and says, that team has hurt my feelings? Uh, it depends. Um, you know, there was that little stint where Booker was a total B on the floor, where he was just going crazy, I think, for back-to-back games. Oh, the, Lu- the Luka special? No, no, no. It was, like, during the season. Remember, like, he caught the eye of ESPN, and then Stephen A. Smith started loving him. As soon as these people started loving him on the ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, even Skip Bayless on the Suns' dick, all playoffs like he's just like sons and eight now right he's gonna text or tweet something about that it's just people when they see that then that's the new hate that's the new team they're gonna hate that's a new player that they're gonna hate booker got a lot of hate this last few days i guess on twitter and it's just a crazy thing because he's been always the same kind of player he's always been a good dude right but then he talks a lot of shit on the floor and Mm -hmm. fans now know that fans now know how much he does and how annoying jay crowder can be and that's just the team they that we are now right i mean even with chris paul if I was not a Suns fan, I would hate the Suns. I would probably like Devin Booker, but I would just hate the Suns team because I would say 64 wins, overrated. Let's see if they can actually win a series. Exactly. Go back to the finals. Yeah. And they had the hardest time with the Pelicans. Yep. And the whole thing with Alvarado, like Alvarado was picking Chris Paul apart. Mm-hmm. Even in the post game interview on that one, they're talking about Alvarado not remembering his name, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. When that stuff starts to happen, especially like the way Embiid is in, in press conferences where he throws his team under the bus, like, Fans notice that stuff, and they pick it up, and they don't like your team after that. No, I I can see that 100%. And, yeah, if this was – but I, I guess, you know, my my initial question – Did you I, – I, that? Did I well, I, I, I was just saying, like, who who has the Phoenix – like, we haven't hurt anybody's feelings. We've never beat anybody, 
right? Like any team we've ever beat oh, outside yeah, of like yeah. the Pelicans, like in the playoffs, like the Pelicans, and I think the Grizzlies, like we beat both those mm-hmm. teams and they've never beat us. But like the Warriors, like we've, we've lost them back in the day. The Lakers, obviously that, you know, we've won some series against them. They've won series against the Spurs, the Mavs, you know, mm-hmm. we've won series against them, but they've won series against us as well. So it's just like, I don't know how and why so many people hate Phoenix considering we've never broken their heart, right? Like, there's a ton of people now who will forever – there's a whole new generation of Suns fans who are experiencing heartbreak tonight. There's a bunch of people who are like 20 years and younger who don't remember those playoff runs as vividly as they do now. Like if you're 20 years old, the last time the Suns made a really good playoff run outside of last season was, you know, in 2010. And that puts you, at, you know, like eight years old. And you, you'll probably remember it, but you don't have the same emotional connection or the cognitive understanding of basketball and what it means to be a fan. Uh, as you do now right so if you're one of those new fans and you're experiencing this heartbreak you will forever like dislike Luca and the Mavericks for what they did to your team you'll always look back at the series much akin to how I will always hate the Spurs right and I'll always hate the Rockets I'll always hate the Rockets for what they did to the Suns in 94 95 I mean that fucking that was soul crushing kind of shit and but I can't see anybody going back and saying that as like a Suns fan like if you're a, a Denver fan last year you're like yeah fuck the Suns but like we weren't healthy you know, if you're a Clippers fan, yeah. I could, Clippers are probably the one fan base I could say like they absolutely hate the Suns because yeah, they, they don't like they us. can't beat us. They've never beat us anywhere, anytime in any playoff series. So, again, just kind of an interesting observation as I as I was on that that subreddit, I was uh, noticing some of those comments. I was like, why is everybody showing up here to talk shit about the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. Uh, shout out to another elite jamster, Scott Klaus. He says, "Hey, love you guys and the pod." I even got my parents to watch. Fantastic. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Very cool. Sorry, Thank sorry you. for all the cussing that we're doing to Scott's parents. Uh, we're, we're, we're not, we're, we're potty mouth. Uh, my mom says, yeah, yeah. Matthew doesn't say anything because he doesn't want step pep to get mad. Uh, my mom says you guys are great, even though the sons aren't right now. Amen. <laughs> we are livid. Do you guys think anyone is safe from the trade block? Mikhail and book. Good question. What do you think, Matthew? So Mikhail and Book should be safe, just like this past trade deadline where everybody, I feel like, was off of it, except for the one named DeAndre Ayton, where they would just listen to things, right? And I think it was, um, was it, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. I haven't listened to him in forever. Uh, Gamba Ding Dong. Gambo. Gambo. So Gambo, <laughs> Gambo, tweeted, Gambo tweeted something about how um, DeAndre Ayton was on the trading block for um, DeMontis Tabonis, um, uh-huh. you know, and he brought that up just now. You know, and I think we all thought ah. about that. I think, you know, they listen to stuff for Aiden. We know for sure Aiden's a guy where, you know, his work ethic and stuff, there has to be something there, right? To where they would still listen for trades. If you have a center like this and the potential he has, and if he's putting in the work and stuff, you would never give that up. You would never listen to a trade offer. If you knew this guy was working 100%. just as hard as like Bam Adebayo or someone like that, Aiden's great, but he can be even better. I'm not saying he's great right now. I'm just saying he can be great. Um, but I just don't think that he is a guy where you're just you're just like nope, hanging off the hanging off the phone, listening to trades. Mikhail and Book definitely not. Book, there's a lot of hate right now in the chat. Second two guard or whatever, he's still our best player. Whether or not he's hurt tonight, but as much as you rely on a guy like Chris Paul to help your team to victory, mm-hmm. it just it throws everybody off. Everyone sucks. Mikhail Bridges sucked too, but I'm not gonna say trade Mikhail Bridges. Book either. Like these guys are gonna be here next year for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, McHale and Book are the two guys I think are safe. Aiton's a tricky one because of his pending contract extension. He will become a, re- mm-hmm. a restricted free agent this offseason. 
what's going to happen this offseason will be very interesting because it'll be because the market will dictate what he's truly worth. A team like the Chicago Bulls, for example, they would love to have DeAndre. So they might potentially offer him a contract in which James Jones says, no, I'm not going to match that. I'm going to let him walk. And that's could be really frustrating because that's an asset that you're going to let walk and you're not going to get anything from it. What I can truly see happening this offseason is let's say the Chicago Bulls go out and they offer DeAndre Ayton four four years, $100 million, 25 mil a year. I can see the Phoenix Suns matching it, bringing him back here, and then trading him this this offseason. I can 100% see that. Uh, And and try to build more assets around this team because, you know, again, one of the arguments for DeAndre Ayton was, yeah, we we, we look at JaVale McGee, we look at Bismack Biombo, and we see what they do during the regular season. And you're like, well, hey, it's plug and play at the five. It makes sense, you know. And and so those little things that DA does, amazing, right? The shot deterrence, his lateral quickness, yeah. the way to to defend the perimeter, things of that nature. But when he plays like this in a series, what does it matter? I mean, why not take that asset, flip it, get two or three really good players, you know, to help fill out the bench and potentially bring in somebody uh, who could help this team win a championship. I it, there, there's so many, you know, it's really tough right at the season ends to try to navigate mm-hmm. everything. I don't know who all the free agents are. We'll spend a lot of time looking at that stuff, talking about that on the podcast. Uh, but I, I mean, that's kind of where I stand. I, I'm, I'm with you, Matthew. Mikhail and yeah. Book, those guys are untouchable, in my opinion. Mikhail, yes. is, he was fourth in the MVP voting. Did he have a shitty series? Yes. Did, and, and the reason he had a shitty series is because Chris Paul was so garbage, they knew they didn't have to ever guard him. Exactly. So they just they blitzed, yes. they blitzed Booker the entire <laughs> triple team series. Triple teams because throw what, it over the post. Well, yeah, what, what's Chris Paul going to do? Chris Paul's going to do nothing. Now, yes, you you look at the box score tonight. You're frustrated when you see that Devin Booker was three of fourteen. Pie three point one four. Eleven points, mm-hmm. two total assists, three total rebounds. That he has to carry that with him now. Those statistics will live on forever in a, his first game seven. Yeah. His opportunity to step up was met with horrible, horrible performance. But on the other side of that, it's because the Mavs could dictate their will. They imposed their will against the Phoenix Suns because Chris Paul was a big fucking zero against Scott's mom. I apologize for my for my yeah. I apologize for John on that. And um, you know what? Dave King did actually um, tweet out a quote from. Bridges. I guess there was an altercation with Aiden and Coach uh, Monty. Yeah, I saw um, that. Did you? Yeah, he. Um, I guess Bridges said to Aiden that he told him he loves him always, no matter what. That's what I told him. Uh, end quote. Quote. End quote. Forgot that part. Um, yeah, that's kind of these these interviews cause, cause, after these games are really fucking weird. Right. Well, and and, and even Chris on- Paul's. Is he gonna die soon? I don't know. He sounds like he's about to pass away, and like he's just like saying his goodbyes. Well, well like, I'll oh, tell you what's passed away. Happens. What, what, what's passed away is his basketball career. Something happened where he realized it because I mean, he that was his quote following Game Six, entering yeah, Game yeah. Seven. His attitude going into Game Seven is, you know, it's just a basketball game. Oh, that's that's great to hear. Oh, yeah. it's just a basketball game. You know, Damn, he's like it's just basketball. His jersey too, man. Yeah. Shout out to James Kelly, two hundred Australian dollars. Thank you, man. We're gonna get oh, Matthew really a Cam cool. Johnson Thank jersey. Nah, Thanks for another great. <laughs> burn that shit. <laughs> He'll be gone next year too. Yeah, the whole Cam Johnson thing in the offseason. That's another thing we will have to delve into. 
That's why we'll continue to pod. There's so much to talk about. It's just yeah, it's nonstop. Twenty four. Thanks for another great season, fellas. Always good for a laugh and great analysis. You guys make it worth <laughs> being a lonely Suns fan down here in Australia. Chin up and a well deserved rest of the off season. Cheers. Thank All you. Right. I, thank I, you very thank much. Thank you, James. I really appreciate really appreciate it. that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting off season simply because we have so much, uh, so many question marks about this team because. Again, you know, are are we the Utah Jazz? Hey, look who showed up. Oh, yeah. Naked HD. Naked yeah, HD's I couldn't chat. wait. Second time here, too. Where's your donation? <laughs> yeah. Naked HD, show up. Give Throw a donation in there. Be like Jones in since 80. <laughs> so thanks for all the content all year, fellas. Pleasure was all ours. Uh, the fact that we That's have so your nice. love, it's, it, it really, it's, it, it's, it's touching. You know, Jam as well. Great season, guys, for the tip jar. Uh, $9.99. Appreciate that Thank as you. well. If you're listening to this, uh, you can Venmo us. Just Venmo me at John Voida if you want to be a part of the donation train. <laughs> um, but yeah, you look at like, oh, what was it? What was it? Oh, are we the Utah Jazz? Are we a team that's amazing oh. in, the, in, in the regular season, but just sucks in the postseason? Now, granted, <laughs> we made to the finals last year. But this year, I mean, yeah. people figured us out. We were so outcoached, so outcoached in this in this series. It's unbelievable. It's crazy how everything's just falling apart. You know, it is. It was a great season, but now you have things talking about, or you have the quote about uh, Aiden. You know, getting into it with Monty. Um, Chris Paul has basically given up on life. Um, I don't know what we are yet. When we look back on the season, I think after a couple months, we'll be like, "Well, Chris Paul was just hurt." Devin Booker, yeah, his hamstring that he had There's like something surgery or something. You know, it, that's what it is. So then next season when we go into, it's like, all right. Can we just not give a fuck? Can you play like 20 minutes a game? Let's just finish 500. Let's get that ninth seed. Let's go into play and get the mo- the the momentum from that and then come into the playoffs. Yeah, because who needs home court advantage, That's, right? You know, it Monty talked matter, about right? home court advantage. That's what I remember time. I said. It doesn't yes. matter. Game seven doesn't fucking matter at home. I mean, Celtics tonight for sure, I guess it does, but they no, have but such a better and they're not the hurt. That did it. it was Grant Williams. You know, Grant Williams that was team their plays so fucking team hard. And you're yes. watching that game, and you're like, even if the Suns make the finals, and we said this after one of our pods, I think it was after Game Four, we're like, this well, if we win the series, team. we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna win the championship. We said that after the pod, you know, that's exclusive behind the scenes footage, uh, not yet released, I guess, but we said it. So this team is not gonna compete against even the Warriors or the Memphis Grizzlies or the two teams that are the team that's left in the East. They just they don't have it in them to compete with those teams. Those teams are ready to go. They know how to play ball. No, a hundred percent, and. You know, yeah, you you talk about the home court advantage. Monty, that that was Monty's, like, after every fucking loss. Well, you know, we play hard all season to have home court advantage. Well, we play hard all season to have home court advantage. Well, home court advantage, that's why you play hard all season. Well, apparently it doesn't fucking matter because you had that home court advantage and you got butt-fucked on national television. It was horrible. I mean, like, it, it goes down. You, you'd have to really go through the history of the Phoenix Suns, but it is a top five worst loss of all time. Now, obviously, some other losses are more emotional because of the way that we lost, you know, going back and, uh, you know, writing about all the game sevens that the Phoenix Suns were in and and seeing the Mario Mario Ellie kiss of death. Like, that was emotionally just like your soul was snatched from you. This was just like the first thing that comes into your head. Typical Phoenix fucking sports. Typical sports. Opportunity. You know, it's it's like every time the Cardinals play on Monday Night Football, it's like, well, we're going to get. We're not even going to compete in this game. You know, it's like every time the Suns this season were on national television on Sunday afternoon games, they got fucking destroyed. They just, we have a, like the Phoenix Suns are Kirk Cousins. You put them in a game that has a lot of weight to it and all the eyes of the world are upon it and they just flounder and 
and fizzle away. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's definitely really frustrating what's going on right now. But um, I think this is definitely this is the worst loss ever. And even last pod, I did predict the Suns would lose. Not like this. I thought they yeah, would maybe lose did, by a couple points. I did because I just I just for me I didn't think we could compete at all against the Warriors, and I did not really want to watch that. I didn't want us to get destroyed. I kind of oh, wanted to I beat wanted Luka. The Warriors. Oh, I, I know, but I wanted to beat the I wanted to beat Luca for sure. But I just didn't want to get manhandled because I just didn't think we can compete against the Warriors. And, you yeah, know, I, I'm sorry. That's uh, me being a We'll never know. Jerk. We'll never know because I honestly think we could compete against them. I was having this conversation. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Uh, uh, last know. night at the Eric Church concert uh, with, you know, one of my former coworkers. Her husband was there. And he's like, hey, I watched the podcast. So, you know, shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, and we're having that conversation. I'm like, you know, I would love to take the Warriors because I think that we have the size. You know, obviously, DA would be have a hard time because he always has a hard time with Draymond Green because Draymond gets under him and he doesn't know what to do it. But I guess the other side of this is, yeah, we don't have to go against the Warriors and lose and have that shitty fucking fan base talk shit to us all the time. Uh, Sunsill Matthew Soman in the chat. You guys are the real MVP. Showed up every game, unlike the Suns players. <laughs> Thank you oh again. God. $50. Well, kind of. Kind we kind of showed up, but oh, sometimes man. it was an off night just coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, Coach Fallen founder Eric Church rocks. He is a yeah, he's one definitely of my, he's one, of, one of my all time favorites. Man, got to see him in concert again. Um, I wonder. I really want to know what happened with Monty and Aiden. Monty had to say something like, "Hey, why aren't you fucking playing basketball?" Well, something like that. And then why do you look so dumb? And then he got benched. You know, he benched him for the rest of the game. I would have benched him too. It. Way more been, games than this game. I would have benched him like four games ago. <laughs> yeah. Him and Chris Paul, dude. This is insane. I can't believe this. But yeah, what were we going to say? No, I just, you know, much akin to a lot of the people in the chat. I'm frustrated and pissed. I'm mm-hmm. lost. Uh, I, I didn't expect, I honestly did not expect the season to end today. I honestly didn't. Like, I was expecting to continue to, to have post-game podcasts and, you know, I was getting everything ready from a design standpoint to play the Warriors. And I was like, dude, we got this. Like, I felt confident. I went to Costco this morning. Everybody's wearing Suns gear. You know, I'm like, dude, this is it. This is what it's about. And <laughs> yeah, I should have known right there. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, we are going to be in line for a huge disappointment today. Every team I'm a fan of, this happens. A big game. Oh, I, I go to Fry's. You see other people with their jerseys on. You're like, hey, let's let's get this. And it's always yeah. it's always a blowout. It's never a close game. It's always, I'm a yeah, Cowboys like, fan. It's, it's always not, a blowout. It's, close. it's never close. It's over in the first quarter all the time for our teams. I saw a guy walking around. He had a Jason Richardson jersey on, an orange Phoenix rate Jason Richardson jersey. I was like, let's go, son. That's the way to get that orange crush one, huh? Yes. Jason ex- Richardson, that's yeah, a good Jay one Yeah, Jay Rich, on. man. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Yost in the chat, 10 bucks. You guys are the best. Uh, the Palace Thank intrigue you. this offseason is going to be insane. Amen. Uh, the fallout from this historic trouncing is one thing, and we've even gotten the news from Sarver, and we haven't even got the news from the Sarver investigation. Yeah, that'll be a whole other thing we have to deal with. Uh, this offseason is anything re- related to to Robert Sarver. But, Matthew, one last time this season, I think it's time for you to let us know what you found when you went behind enemy lines on this edition of the subreddit Staking. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit Stakeout. Look at this guy rocking the Cowboys beanie. <laughs> yeah, that's how we yeah, know we're a bunch a of to, losers. Yeah, it's a way to put in some disguise. Uh, no one saw you coming. They're like, oh, shit. Dallas. So is that what you wore oh, when he, you went to the subreddit stakeout? It's like, oh, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah. We'll say we'll yeah. talk to him freely. Besides, dude, I've been a Dallas uh, Mavericks fan the whole time. 
there's so many jams just turn this shit off right now <laughs> this guy with the fucking cowboy thing are gone yeah you know what there wasn't too much um i'm not gonna lie i kind of stopped just like my notes yes at halftime john so if you're yes. if you had any when you're in there just let me know i just kind of stopped watching everything um <clears throat> yeah yeah so first one uh hey monty can you please put cp3 back in we miss him you know first quarter did chris paul even play i don't know i have no idea i bought a uh a big sack of potatoes today at fries or uh, target yeah you know this did a lot more than what Chris Paul did out there. Actually, he looked like a sack of potatoes. So, well, what's, what's no interesting? Feelings, what's Paul. interesting is uh, Mark J. Spears uh, just tweeted out: Suns point guard Chris Paul limped out of the arena with a very slow walk. Uh, learned that Paul had a left quad injury. When asked about his quad injury, Paul declined to comment. So there you go. Yeah. Well, you I know, heard so about for, that during the game. It was like his high. That's a higher leg, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like so for anybody who wants to know how to beat the Suns, simply just d up Chris Paul. <laughs> just d up Chris Paul. And uh, you wear him down, and he physically breaks down, and you know that's just kind of who he is. He's, he's an amazing do regular season. Guy. Why do we have to live through that? Where we know he's hurt, but let's just play him forty minutes a game and lose by forty points. It's like, like why, why not put campaign out there? Let campaign be the starter. Bring Chris Paul in for the, some campaign minutes. Utilize him. You know, yeah. It's just it's it's it shitty coaching by Monty. It's what it is. It it's is shitty coaching it's by Monty. Too loyal to his players as he's always been. Look at Elliot Kobo. That motherfucker got so many minutes in the NBA that he never should have got because Monty Williams loved his French accent or something. He's like, oh, oui, yeah. oui, mon ami. Puis j'allais à la toilette? He's like, oh, my God, you're getting some more minutes. I would have too, yeah. Chris Paul, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he, he's rocking the number two. He's like, hey, this guy's better than Bledsoe was. And then yeah. the same things with Chris Paul. Like, I get it. It's Chris Paul. He's, he's, he's an all-star. He's a legend in this game. But he's fucking hampered. He's hampered. So you can't have him go out there and try to dictate your season because, you know, it's like, well, he's Chris Paul. It's like, you need to be the coach in this situation. Be like, dude, you're hurt. Sit down. We're going to play you 15 minutes a game. The change of pace will probably be actually beneficial. And you're going to play against the second team guys where you'll probably have an easier time. No, 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 no. Let's just go ahead and play him the entire fucking uh, starting campaign. Entire series. You asked for it. Didn't you ask for it last? I asked for it last podcast. Yeah, start campaign. I'm like, no, no, I don't know. Because you just expect Chris Paul to come back and have his game. You, You waited for it for five games. It just never came. And he has the injury. And I'm sorry, it sucks, right? He has bad luck every playoffs, but it doesn't mean we have to lose a fucking series over it. I and I'm not it. saying campaign would have won us a game, but we would have actually maybe been down. But by it would have been a chain of pace, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we would. Yeah, we would have been down forty fucking six. Forty. You know, Chris, Chris Paul in this yeah. series, thirty-two point four minutes a game, thirteen point four points per game, uh, total turnovers per game, three point one on assist, five point seven, five point seven assists. To a yeah. total of, of 3.1 turnovers in this series. Yeah. In, in my personal opinion, that one is 100% on Monty Williams. That's a 1.8 assist to turnover ratio. You can't, you, you, unacceptable. Unacceptable. No. And if these players are healthy, Booker and Chris Paul, just like, just like Luka Doncic, and I, no matter how many times they yelled out, like, Aiton's a mismatch for Doncic. That's bullshit. Doncic can get a. a point on anybody it doesn't matter who it is yeah. that's the way it is with chris paul and devin booker when these two are healthy playing alongside each other nobody can will. stop them but when unless they're, they're hurt just yeah i mean it's basic stuff there what else yeah. did you see on the subreddit uh so this one was true keep letting those threes fly sooner or later they're gonna land that was in the first quarter when the suns were let's, down by like 10 but the mavericks seriously could not get a bucket either it's just yeah they, i think they, scored, they let us stay in the game four, and we four points and the suns got one point um <laughs> It was an ugly first quarter, man. My God. Uh, 
I love that the refs are letting them play Mavs in seven. And that's true. The refs let everything go tonight. They they seriously let everything yeah. go. The Suns had the best chance tonight with the ref yeah. job. Everyone was looking for Scott Foster. Where is he at? It doesn't they matter. Let them tonight, play. Yeah, the Suns had every opportunity to play physical, and they weren't calling fouls on anything. There's a lot of times I'm like, oh, where's the whistle? There wasn't there. They kept letting the Suns try to get back in it, right? Uh, but the last thing I actually found finally, uh, finally after three comments, <laughs> <laughs> holy shoot, oh holy shoot, holy shit, they're booing them. This is too good. So yeah, the booing started early, and it yep. was I guess very often. I had my I had my game on mute. I had it on mute. Yeah, the they whole they time. were viewing them. They were booing. They the were, only time yeah. they, were, they they were saying "Let's go Suns, Let's go Suns" is when people in the arena were starting a "Let's go Mavs" chant. Other oh. than that, Jerry I mean, uh, Imagine, yeah, <laughs> imagine Did you looking at that chick next to him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, what's up? Fifty schlampa. Um, I uh, imagine paying a grand to go see this game. Like Robert Sarver owns owes everybody some money, right, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, he uh, either him or uh, Chris Paul. I mean, how much is he making this year, dude? <laughs> like forty. Or go donate million. a turkey to somebody or something. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! Anything else from the subreddit? Stake, that's that's all I had. I don't yeah, think I, I don't want. I didn't want to see what else was going on. No, nah, I. You know, it was a victory lap for the for the it Dallas was. Mavericks as well as it should be. I mean, imagine imagine what that feels like. And we know because last season in Game Seven again, or no, it wasn't Game Seven, it was Game Six. Uh, but we've seen it in Game Seven. Game Seven in two thousand and six, first round, Suns versus the Lakers. Uh, we we creamed them in Game Seven. We did the same thing to the Clippers in Game Seven of that of the the semifinals that year as well. We went to two Game Sixes in 06, and we creamed the competition. And it's a fun feeling. And everything you want's on the other side of hard. Well, on the other side of this is uh, a shitty feeling for the Phoenix Suns. Way to go, Mom. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Jay Pizzle, thanks for uh, the great post game coverage. You guys always bring it. Unlike the Suns in the playoffs, I hope you are next back season, or I hope you are back next season. Uh, Jay Pizzle, we will be, and we'll be here in the off season too. You know, we'll come once a week. We'll do a podcast uh, if we, if something breaking happens and we we'll, we need to do two. We'll do it. I mean. We obviously have the dedication here at the Suns Jam Session. Uh, we like talking basketball with each other. I think so, Matthew. We like talking to each other about basketball. And it just happens that we record the conversation and put it out there. So uh, Albert Camancho he gave us uh, 20 SGD. Don't know what that is, but thank you. Uh, we all need a drink or three after this. Thank you for the podcast, John and Matt. Not the way I expected to end the season, but you guys have been uh, all-stars all year. We, we appreciate that as well. I mean, this is just its such a punch in the gut. You know, and what's interesting is like as we're doing this podcast, I'm looking at different things on Twitter. Uh, you know, somebody posted that this isn't the first time that Chris Paul's had his ass handed to him on a silver platter in the playoffs. Uh, in 2009, Western Conference first round, the Hornets lost by a final score of 121 to 63. Yeah, but who's on that roster though? Come on, the Horny Hornets. Who was on that roster? Yeah, Nobody. Bismack Biombo. A good question. Yeah, that's probably what's been about 58-point loss. Good God. Yeah, Damian Lillard, just hurry up and get here, right? Yeah, see, I was thinking the same thing, man. I'm like, yeah. trade Chris Paul for Dame Lillard in the offseason, dude. Just, they're I don't in full know tank mode. That. They're in full tank mode, right? So you We can't set- just go into trading yes, Chris Paul already. Let's fucking do it. Let's it's just no, – I'm, I'm, I'm there right now, so here's what let's you trade, do. Let's trade Booker for putting up with it. He should have called no, him out no, and not no, let no. him start. Here's what you do. You go, listen, Portland, I know that you're – 
at, in total rebuild mode, right? And they are. They got a ton of assets for CJ McCollum. You know, they traded all of their great players to the Clippers, so the Clippers are going to be fucking great next season. You know, we're, we're going to have to deal with that. Oh God, so you yeah. literally, what you do is you go, hey, you need a leader in that locker room. Here's Chris Paul. We'll take Dame Lillard off your hands. Boom, shakalaka. You know, I like what Hate Zeros that says. It says, uh, trade for DeJounte Murray. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. I'd like DeJounte Murray. Um, it, it's crazy how Luca kind of destroyed the Suns team, right? I mean, Aiden probably won't be here next year. Now we're saying that, um, it, I don't know. This is not how I expected it to end. Well, I no. didn't predict him to lose, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get what I deserve. Well, you, well, you look this at Luca, my world, right? Look at, look at Luca in this series, 32.6 points per game. Uh, he shot 33.8% from beyond the arc on, uh, 9.3 three-point attempts, but he also averaged 9.9 rebounds and seven seven assists a game. I mean, he just eviscerated the Suns. We knew that that was what you wanted to do, right? You wanted him to go and try to be the guy who had to win it all for his team, but then you have tonight, you know, 24 points from Jalen Brunson and 30 points from Spencer Dinwiddie. Five for seven from deep, 11 for 15 from the field, coming off the bench. Just eviscerated. It's the best way to say what the what happened to the Phoenix Suns tonight? Uh, Thigo Pinheiro, cheers from Brazil. Uh, thanks for the company after each game and, tra- and trade Aiden. <laughs> oh, geez, you know, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden is not speaking to the media tonight, so I don't know what the fuck's happening. Wow. That's, this is just a crazy way to end the season, right? Yeah, man. Well, I, I wanted Aiden to be the better player out of the draft, and it just seems like everything went the opposite direction to where Luca came in here and just blew everybody up, dude. What's Blue funny is Aiden. So uh, again, I wrote that pay, that piece for right side yesterday. It was called a message to Deandre Aiden. And it was literally a letter. And I tagged him in the tweet when we, when we published it from brightsideofthesun.com. And uh-huh. I said, dear Deandre Aiden. And I just said, you know, I, I, I told him we need you. Like you're the focal point. You should win this game. Maybe what happened is Deandre Aiden went up to Monty Williams. He's like, dude, did you see that fucking letter yesterday? Like, give me the ball some more. And Monty's like, how about you sack the fuck up, Nancy? And every time you get the ball, you be physical with it. No, and, yeah, and, and I'm done talking about it. Even next season, if he's here, I'm done with that. It's like, if Aiden wants to help us win, just go do it, dude. You should know by now. I was thinking the other night, um, my Charles Barkley just kind of transitioned right there. where mm-hmm. He always does that, right? Um, I was thinking that, you know, these players, this is his fourth year going on his fifth these players that are drafted, like they know how to work the refs and stuff, right? Like JJJ, you're watching yeah. all these players. Aiden's never learned that. So no, it just yeah, kind of shows to me, it kind of shows to me, it's like, where do they teach that to these young guys, right? In practice, right? Or game, game time, of course you work on it. But that is just one thing that you just notice. Like all these young players that were drafted with Aiden know how to work the refs well. That's kind of their game. But as a big man, you should know how to do that too. And that's just something he's never, ever worked on, never really cared about. And when it goes, when you go into a game like tonight where he needs to be the guy in the middle, you know, he couldn't even figure his stuff out offensively down on the block against his team, the Mavericks team. He should know by now, like how to work the rest, where to be and stuff like this. It's all about the reps during the season, man. That's why him not taking the season. He had a good season, but him not taking the season seriously enough. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is what, this is what happens because you come in these situations and every time we call him out this season, when he's not trying, this is why you try, like a Bam at a bio, in those situations where you come into the playoff games like this, where you need him because Chris Paul's out there playing injured. He needs to be the guy to step up and know what to do with the ball down there. Yeah, give him the ball, sure. But he needs to go out there and just be the best player. And when he gets the ball, do something with it. 
But don't just say like, hey, give me the ball. I can make something work. We saw him with the ball tonight. It did not look good. He was turning the ball mm-hmm. over and fouling mm-hmm. everybody. So that just happens when you when you don't have the reps and you're not in there. I'm just saying, and you're not in there trying to learn and trying to be the best center in the game. It's just, that's not in them. Maybe next year he improves, but who knows? God, that's such a good point. You know, so many players know how to utilize, work the refs. So many players. I mean, Luka Doncic, guy's a, a, a master at working the referees. JJJ for, and the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, yeah, there's a ton of guys. I mean, Chris Paul, that, that's what he does. That's why everyone hates him. And DA has has zero like if, he's so if you, far from it. If, if you were to have NBA 2K and ha- he had a slider for working the refs, he would be a zero. He just has no idea how to do it. No idea. Yeah, neither does Mikhail either. But whatever. True. Well, been an hour. Anyways. Matthew, close <laughs> closing thoughts on this season. Um, get the fuck out of here. I just I'm going for the Heat. Let's go fucking Miami Heat. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not watching shit, man. I'm not watching. I'm, I'm not so watching over basketball right now. I, I'll, I'll change my mind West, in three days, but I'm watching at least the East. I want to watch the Celtics in Miami, but um, you know it's hard. Who are we gonna root for? Nobody, fuck right? It, I'm going in the West. Going, yeah, fuck the West. Yeah, go Celts. Go Celts. Celts. Okay. I'm gonna like go Miami because no one talks about them. And, yeah, true. You know Rachel Nichols no, and no Jimmy respect. Butler. They got it. That on. whole thing. Yeah. So. Anyways, yeah, that's my closing. Well, I'll <laughs> just like those comments, dude. I'll, I'll just say this, uh, Jamsters. Thank you for this season. It was a crazy season. It was an amazing season. You know, the the regular season was fantastic. And as I've said before, doing this podcast meant a, a ton for me because I was traveling this entire season and having a, a, a space to come and and converse with you, Matthew, and to interact with our Jamster fan base was really meant a lot to me. And I was really hoping that all of those good times that we've shared together would equate to the greatest time. The Phoenix Suns were unbelievably disappointing in this this postseason. And it will be remembered as one of the most fraudulent seasons in the history of this franchise. There's been very few times that this team has dominated in the regular season the way they have, showed up in the playoffs, and completely laid an egg. You look back to some of the the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns teams. They might have lost in the conference semifinals like they did, uh, but it was due to the level of competition they were playing. It was due to it wasn't due to them beating themselves. It was it was due to the way that the opposition played and how gassed our team looked. Th- this team is just a complete another disappointment. It's embarrassing. They're they're embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be a Suns fan today. Because, again, they, as you mentioned, Matthew, the snarkiness of this team, the way that they talk shit, the way that they look down on the opposition, didn't know Alvarado's name, smirked at the at when, when they mentioned Luka Doncic. They were kind of like the mean girls this season. They were dicks. And ultimately, now they have to answer for their lack of production yeah. when it mattered. They had two opportunities to close out this Dallas Mavericks team, and they shit the bed in historic fashion. How historic? NBA teams up three to two in a series win the series 85.9% of the time. So the Phoenix Suns are now part of that percentile that doesn't close out the opposition. Game seven is won by the home team 76.8% of the time. They're part of the minority in that as well. They shit the bed in historic fashion. It's embarrassing to have to sit here and talk about the way that they played. Am I a fan of this franchise? Absolutely. But I am very, very frustrated with this team. And again, I'm embarrassed to be a Suns fan today. I truly am. The way that they play in this series and the way that they held themselves in this series, like we're better than you. 
refusing to make adjustments, thinking that their talent would win out and not putting their heart and soul into trying to win this. Whereas you see the Mavericks do what they should do to see Jason Kidd coaching on the sidelines. I mean, did, did you see that one clip where they show him and he's literally yelling? He's like, no, 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 stay at home, switch over. I mean, he's the whole time he's engaged with his team, trying to will them to victory. And meanwhile, Monty Williams is sitting there just, you know, yelling at uh, at uh, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, it's just, it's a farce. This mm. team was a farce. They're fraudulent. I'm frustrated. I'm sure I'll get over it. I know that we'll come back on the Suns Jam Session podcast probably a little bit later this week. Uh, I think we're going to have a Megapod with the Fanning the Flames guys and the Aussie uh, Suns podcast as well, so we can kind of navigate this and let them talk more than we do and uh, get their thoughts on the season We'll continue to bring you the content, Suns fans. That's what we do at the Suns Jam Session podcast. Uh, it's time to pack up the 2021-2022 season and kill them. Just, 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 just the season's over. Fuck it. Yeah, go home and uh, love your family. Yeah, love Chris Paul's quad. <laughs>